Welcome to the Paperless Movement Podcast. I'm Tom Solid, your host, and I'm so excited to share another thrilling episode with you, where I deep dive into the digital productivity space together with my guests. As usual, this episode is not sponsored. However, providing you this value for free is only possible thanks to all of you who are part of the Paperless Movement membership. You allow me to stay independent with my opinion. But also as a member, you can join these interviews live when they are recorded for a chance to ask your own questions and you will even get access to chapterized video versions of this and previous episodes. So if you'd like to become a member eager to max out the full potential of your digital productivity system, check out paperlessmovement.com. And now, without further ado, let's dive into this chat. All right, everyone. I'm really excited. Again, we have an awesome guest to the show. And it goes to my heart because Will Christ is actually a long-term member of the Payless Movement as well. When I launched the membership in 2019, he was along with one of the first members to join. And since then, we've been in contact. And then I learned about what his background actually is. And I'm really excited because he is coaching the EOS principle. And everybody who knows the book, Rocket fuel or traction will be familiar with this and what this in detail means will tell you now. But I'm excited that we dive into the EOS. I see it, the EOS principle, from my perspective, focusing on people management, team management, how you become productive and efficient with your team. Whereas the paperless movement and iCore focuses more on the systems behind this, the business system, the work streams and so on. And it's a perfect match made in heaven that we met and we are talking about the combination of both, how you can level up your system. Will, welcome to the show. I hope I made a proper introduction here and got everything right. And let me tell you, let me tell you, when we got started, it was when I got, this is, this is the latest, this is, you know, the the 2021. But when I got started with iPad and I wanted to write on it and you taught me how to do it with GoodNotes. And I have taught so many people around the country how to use GoodNotes. I really appreciate that. Uh, sometimes it gets confusing with, you know, GoodNotes and Notability and et cetera, getting a little edge on the other, but I have stuck Absolutely. with GoodNotes and I love it. it That's it makes awesome. A huge difference. Absolutely. So you're still, still using GoodNotes. Yeah, I, I see it the same way that between GoodNotes and Notability, and it really depends on what you need to use it for. I mean, uh, we could go even one hour just talking about oh, GoodNotes absolutely. and Notability. Right. We could do right. actually a session inside the Paperless Movement community yes. In, yes. in the membership where we have just a sole session discussing with our members and discuss what note-taking app is the best. I think this is this is really interesting. Well, and, and to share to share the many things that I have learned and I'm using because I've taken all the PDFs, I mean, all the paper, put them into PDFs, put them into uh, good notes and I can write on it. And that's what I use for, for my scripts. Just wonderful. Awesome. Yeah. Hey. But we want to learn more about EOS today. Well, all right. What, what, what do you think people would like to know about EOS? I think in general, p- people need to, uh, to understand first what EOS is. All right. In general, EOS, right. EOS is is a, a system, and and what we do is we help business leaders, especially founders and owners and business leaders, get what they want 
from their business because so many of them are doing many things that they don't want to do. Maybe they inherited it. You know, they, they're still doing what they did when they were founding the business and they haven't been able to find anybody that they can trust to delegate things to. So they wind up with all this stuff on their shoulders and maybe they have a bunch of assistants who do what they're told to do, but they haven't yeah. yet found enough people that they can trust to go out and take initiative and take responsibility for doing things. So we have a complete system with simple tools to help people get three things. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit about what my clients have discovered. But first of all, the whole point is that we want to get everybody 100% on the same page about where the company's going and how it's going to get there. We call that vision. And then secondly, we want to take those leaders on the leadership team and we want to help them become much more disciplined and accountable so that literally everything they're doing in the company is toward executing toward that vision and we call this traction and then finally we want to take those leaders and help them become part of a coherent problem solving open and honest fun loving leadership team and we call that healthy and unfortunately not every leadership team is that way most of the time so that's how we begin to build that trust so that we can then begin to teach the founder, sometimes called the CEO, president, leader, help them to delegate to these people that they trust things that they don't want to do or maybe aren't even good at, but they just felt like they had to do it. So they actually can start working on the business instead of in the business, right? Well, they not only can... that, they can start only doing the things that they love doing, their unique yeah. ability, the place where they can actually make great contributions to making the world a better place because generally these people are visionaries. And visionaries yeah. have the biggest problem in trying to get things done but they have so many ideas, they're bouncing all over the place. It's, we'll go this way, 90 days later, oh, we change, we're going to go this way. And people in the organization are just catching up to the first set of ideas. Yeah, and you just called my name there. I mean, I'm a visionary <laughs> uh, 100%, and it was the biggest struggle in a paperless movement business. That's just how it is. I'm applying iCore, the principle that I use for the productivity side and the, the effectiveness of the business, on my own business and show that it works. Yeah. But I I'm applying US, at least from the rocket fuel book and from the traction. And now you are even offered me support with this. So I'm really yes. excited with this as well. And I can I can tell you, I, I created the work stream. That's what I'm teaching to my members to, to build your work streams, understand what you're actually doing in your business. So you understand how much you're doing yourself and what you should delegate. I yes. came to this point, but I always had the hurdle to overcome to actually delegate because trust not finding the quality that I was looking for, and so on. And just recently, I think uh, a month ago, two months ago, we came to the point, I mean, I delegated already quite a lot, but when we use this interview here, for example, this is one of our work streams now, mm -hmm. and my members know this, I teach this in the Icon Mastery course, how I created the work stream and the responsibility swim lane chart, where you see the work stream, who is doing what, mm -hmm. and most of it was still in my lane. So I was doing most of it. I was doing the recording. I was doing the video editing. I was doing right. the uploading to my website, all this. But right. I had it in front of me, visual. Yes. So this was the moment where I sat down with my team and I said, look, the only box that I want to have up there is the interview box, doing the interview. That's yes. what I have found. Yes. And I can, I can teach you what I do else there. And right. they are happy to do it. 
Right. They're excited to 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 get the responsibility, and we are there. It's running, so right. I, I can a hundred percent agree there. It's so important that people get to this point. CEOs get to this point where they start delegating to people who are actually excited, taking this part over right. and bringing in so much new ideas um, right. when it comes to the branding and rebranding of the Paleo's movement. I couldn't have done this without the inspiration and the support from my team. That's just exciting. Well, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to go a little bit further. They're not inspiring you. They're inspiring each other on the team of which you are a part. Agree. Because you're in the process. Well, I'll ask you. Are you in the process now of becoming part of the team that takes responsibility for running the paperless movement? Yeah. Yeah, I love this. I see it as a whole team, right? We are all working on this now. But this was only possible. I had a team of seven people mm -hmm. in 2021. And I decreased the team to two people mm -hmm. because I doubled down on what we really need, what we effectively need, and rather invested more into single people and in, in, in less people uh -huh. and higher quality than yes. in many people taking over simple steps in the process. Yes. So this is the moment we are at and the, the excitement is big. We right. have to find our mission, you know, what is moving us forward and why we are doing this. And I think that's so important because everybody is then aligned why we do this. And we are coming, I, you know, a lot more and you can teach me a lot more when it comes to right. core values and mission and all this. Right. But I think it was also so important just setting the brand, defining the colors, defining the, the yeah. font that we use and so on. Not only because we we can identify ourselves now with this, because, uh -huh. you know, we are cool being part of the Paris movement. That's what was always the goal. Right. Being part of the Paris movement is just a nice thing to be. Right. Uh, but also from the process side, it's just a no brainer. If somebody creates any asset, they have a list of things they can follow. They know what font, they know sure. what color. There's no left and right, but they still have a framework. They can use these things to come up with new ideas within this framework without going crazy. And this was the big change compared to last year in 2021. When I had designers, all of them had great ideas, but it looked all over the place because there was no guidance available. Right. You didn't have your process didn't have yeah. your process identified. These are the core processes of the business. These are the things that we follow. And that when the leadership team agrees on that, then the next step is to train people so that those processes are followed by all. Agreed. We call that FBA, followed by all. And, mm -hmm. and that's one of the six core the key competencies in EOS is, is your core processes. And that's taking those core processes and simplifying them so that they're on a couple of pages, not, not 20, 30 pages, but a couple of 20 pages with a lot of bullets. But then that becomes the template for training people so that they're followed by all. And what- I love it. There's a, there's a similarity to the SOPs or the procedures that come along with the work streams mm -hmm. and the different, so we have the work stream. They are mm -hmm. split up in different processes or process steps. And these processes are described in mm -hmm. the procedures. And I allow 100% there. I was working in big company, big corporate, reading 40 page SOPs, hundreds of them, <laughs> yes. and had to agree and sign that I and read then, and understood all of them. Yes. And then put it on the shelf. You know, then put it on the shelf and never look at it again. <laughs> yeah. But this is no issue. I think the definition is wrong here. Yes. We need these 
complex SOPs in order to comp uh, explain, but we need to define it differently how to read and understand. Yeah. I think it should be more important that I know where to look it up once I need it. Yes. When yes. I come into this situation and I need to a specific process step, then I need to know where to look it up. And then I yeah. go into the SOP and follow the SOP or the work right. instructions, whoever you, right. you want to call it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I agree with you that bullet points are more important and I'm using videos and GIF animations right. to describe rather right. than have a wall of text right. because people won't digest it in the, in the right and, way otherwise. And what we say that, that we want to use, get 20% of the process documented, which really gives us 80% of the value and the energy and time put in to get that extra 20%. It's enormous. And it's it doesn't make sense. You don't need it yeah. because you're going to follow it up with training to help people understand it. So that's where our entrepreneurial 80-20 comes into play. Now, one of the things that I wonder, it seems to me that what you are doing is you are moving to a place where you have the right people in the right seat. And what that means is right people means they agree with your core values. They live them out. Most of the time they are living out those core values and doing exactly what's in that core value. They understand it. They love it. This is what draws you together. But getting the right person means they have they have the, the core values that they live. Right seat means that they understand what the seat requires. The five things in the box that tell them this is what this box, this, this role produces for the company. And yeah. they have it in their DNA. They get it. They get what this is about. Then secondly, they want it. They're bouncing out of bed to do this. And that's when you said they're enthusiastic about it. They want it. And then thirdly, they have the capacity for it. Now, you know, they have the God-given skills to do it. Now, it doesn't mean that there's not training involved to, to help people understand the core processes in a company or how it works to provide the clients and the customers with what we promised. But we don't have a five mile runway like we have here at where the shuttle landed here in California. You don't have that long. You're not, you're not training people forever. Your, your training is more like the aircraft carrier. You got to take off quickly. And so GWC is what's in the right, the person in the right seat. Now in doing that, you may have observed that you have two issues that pop up. One is you have the right person. They have your core values. They just live those core values 100%, but they're not performing. They're in the wrong seat. They're not hitting their numbers. They're not coming. They're, they're not doing, you know, they're, they're not producing the material and content to the standards that you require. So if you've got a large enough organization, maybe you can move them around and find another seat. But if not, somebody like me is going to beg you, plead with you to do the hard thing and make them available for the industry because you're frustrated with them and they're frustrated with you as well. 100%. I mean, right. I, I told you seven people and yep. now two. I didn't let them go because they were bad people. I It was because the seat was not there. There you go. And and one person is with me for more than a year. And she knows that uh, I moved her around from different things. Yes. Until I found a superpower that yes. actually fit both what exactly. we need and what she can do. And now when I'm hiring, one of the first quest questions I ask is, what is your superpower, right? Yeah, so right. if that's they don't right. know what they do best and they say they can do everything, oh. well, we can figure it out what they can do best because as you said, there's a genius zone for everybody. Yes. Um, it might be Every overlapping with different things. 
it yeah, could be great. People are just looking to get the job. They're going to tell yeah, you, that's I'll, I'll do thing. anything. You tell that's me what to thing. do. I'll do it. Just give me the paycheck. That's exactly. not who you want. But let's go to the second point. That the second mentioned. is when you have somebody who is in the right seat, they're hitting their numbers, their, their content is superb. It's getting lots of views. It's perfect every time. It fits all of the, all of the stylistic requirements, but they don't share your core values. And what that means is right now, in ways that you don't even see, they're chipping away at the business. They're chipping away at the company. And if you don't deal with it, they will kill the movement. And and again, it's, it's something, you know, when, when that's there, it's a tough thing, but I'm going to beg with you and plead with you to make that tough move because you got to have right person, right seat, 100% of the people, and you got to have both of those. Yeah, agree. It's tough, but I always felt better to doing this move for both. And and even if they don't understand in the first place, they will understand it a week later. Yep. And, that's and, that's you know, just the thing. You know, loving uh, it. And most of the people who are leaving because of core values will find a company that is more in line with their core values, and they'll thrive. Yeah. What you described there is in much more detail described in Rocket Fuel. It yes. reminded me a lot on Rocket Fuel. So who is interested in, in the book, I will put the link in the description below to Rocket Fuel. Certainly worth reading, uh, read worthy. <laughs> read worthy if you want to learn more about this. Or you come to the Paperless Movement community, to the membership. Right. In there, we have Will Christ as our official verified partner expert for EOS. He provides a one-hour video where you deep dive into the EOS and you will, it's a wealth of knowledge that he's sharing there. Thank you very much for providing this. And we are so excited to have you as our official expert with us. And let me make so, another offer, Tom. Let yeah, me make another of offer. If, you know, Rocket Fuel is, is the book that talks about visionary and integrator. The book that talks about the whole system is called Traction. And yeah. here's an offer. If anyone wants a copy of Traction, a free copy, if they will email me, I will send them for free a copy of Traction. That's great. I mean, be prepared that you have to share a lot of Tractions, but in the, in the back, see, I see... see back there, there they are. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, that that's a great offer. We will add the, the so I will add your email link in the description as well, yes. so people can directly contact you there. Absolutely, that's that's a great offer. But we are not finished yet. I have another question. What's the typical client coming to you as a coach for US, and what's the problem that you well, see on average through all the clients that you had in the past? They're all sharing with each other. Well, I'll just talk about specific clients and give examples. One, one client, they, the CEO, this is a manufacturing plant, and he was the son of the CEO. And the, the son was doing the manufacturing and he was superb at it. He knew exactly. He had that floor so clean you could eat off of it. And it was a wonderful set of products that he was producing. His father, unfortunately, did some things and got moved on. And, and, and the family, family business, came to the son and said, your turn. <laughs> you are now the CEO. And, and so I was introduced to him through a vendor. And when I met with him, he said, you know, my father ran this company making all the decisions. He said, every morning, there were 20 people lined up outside of his office 
for him to make decisions. They would bring questions or they would bring research they had done for him. But he said it was just that's what he did all day long. And he said, you know, I got to tell you, I don't I, I know manufacturing. I don't know anything about sales. I don't know anything about accounting. I don't know anything about about hiring. He said, and I don't want to. And let me guess. His father actually founded the company and built it up from the ground up, which it is was the his reason grandfather. why he... It was oh, right. Okay. And the story was that his grandfather started the company and created this marketplace for this particular product. And, and the son was working in the sales department. He came in and he said, Dad, look, we can look at how much we can really grow this thing. And the father said, no, no, no. You see this right here? This is this is much that I want to do because that's all I can control. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so we're not going to get any bigger. And when the grandfather retired, then the son came in with his sales hat on and said, now we can grow. And he did. He, and he broke out of that little narrow way, but he maintained the same operating system for the company that mm -hmm. his father had. And so it just got more and more complex, more and more time was spent. He had, and, and you know, growing through the, the, the time period, things got more complex in the marketplace. And he really didn't have everything that he needed to do and be expert in all those areas. And finally, he got emotionally isolated and wound up not doing some good things. And mm. that's why when the son came in and he said, I want this place to grow, but I'm not going to do it the way my dad did. So we immediately began to put together people on the leadership team, identified people who were the right people, the right seat. And over the last five years, there have been changes in various departments as the company grew and they got the right people in the right seats. With the power to make their own decisions. Absolutely. And and now that company is, you know, they're they've gone from 16 million to 38 million in five years. Yeah. Love this story. I think many people listening can relate to this and sure. might be an eye opener as well. So yeah. be free well, to reach out to where Chris. Yeah. Right. Is it Chris or Christ? Sorry, I didn't even ask. There's no H in it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's Chris. That's right. Yeah. I mean, looking at the world, I don't want to become political or anything. I, I try to avoid this, but it also reminded me a lot of decisions that leaders make in the world when they are isolated and when they made their closed, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. their decisions out of their closed framework they have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that just as a side note here, how they well, can I tell you what, what I'm excited about, what what I'm really passionate and excited about. Now we know that because of our data, we can predict that by 2030, since we will right now we've got 500 implementers like me around the world, and we will go up to 700 in the next couple of years, and by 2030 we will have implemented EOS in 100,000 companies. That's a what, number. What we intend is we intend that every one of those companies take a look not only at the leadership team, but the entire workforce, so that ultimately everyone in that company, the owner, the leadership team, and all the workers will be living the EOS life. And that's five things. That's doing only what you love doing, your unique ability, the thing that just turns you on, that you're great at and you love. Doing only what you love with people that you love. And that comes because you're, you're, you're only working with people that share your core values. 
So doing what you love with people that you love, making a great contribution so you can see how what you're doing at whatever level is helping to make the world a better place. Doing what you love with people you love, making a great contribution, being compensated appropriately, and knowing how how to go about bringing more value to the company in order to get more compensation. So you're being compensated appropriately. And then finally, having plenty of time left over for your other passions and your family. Now, if you, you know, if we assume for a moment that the average number of employees in a company running on EOS is 50, that's 5 million people, not counting their family, not counting vendors, other people around, but 5 million people will be directly impacted and be living this kind of life. Now, that's going to have a major impact on how businesses work, how employees experience working in these companies, and it's going to change the world. Absolutely. And I see one danger. Yeah. Actually, from experience, my own as a corporate employee, but also as a coach working for other businesses, helping them to become more effective, just solely from the perspective to become more effective. Mm -hmm. And this is where we really overlap EOS and iCore, where I think it's so important to implement both because iCore will help you to get better numbers easily. When I come into a team, I look at their processes, I instantly see the bottlenecks and how where we can improve, where we can thrive. However, I was able, one particular team, that I increased team performance by 60% with the same headcount. The urge out of this, I was working my, on my own in this team and we were working 150%. Everybody uh -huh. was working 150%. So increasing the team performance by 60% brought us down to 90 to 100% workload, right? Uh -huh. That was the thing with the same headcount. But if the manager then decides to fill the freed up time up with new work and new approach. Right. This is the wrong direction. That, 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 so the, no, the, no. there was no excitement. So you become slower in types of these teams. You become right. slower. You work slower because you realize the more efficient I am, the more I get done, but the more work I will get. And, you know, the work is not becoming less. It's actually becoming more but we can do it in less time. So I right. think, how do you overcome this? I saw this so many times. Managers go to, you know, agile thinking and scrum and Six Sigma courses and all this. They come back with all these buzzwords and this is how we change now. Usually they delegate this task to implement now agile work to a person who never attended this course, yeah, right? right? Just right. throwing the buzzwords at them. Right. This is what I see. And this is what afraid me that they, they usually, especially the bigger companies, the corporates, they just want to be part of this movement. They just want to also have the certification there. They just want to show that they did something for their people. How do you yeah. ensure sure that they don't go into this direction? Well, number one, our target market is companies with 10 to 250 employees. I see. All right. Right. It's entrepreneurial. Mm -hmm. Now, do we ever work with companies? Yes, we have some implementers who are working with companies at 10,000 and more, yeah. but that's the exception. What we have to have is we have to have that leadership team is able to make decisions autonomously. And that includes the owner. They're on the leadership team. So that's one piece is we're working with those kind of companies. Now, secondly, we have what we call our time management program. And this is what that means. You are going to use the tool called Delegate and Elevate. And what that means is you're going to take, number one, you're going to take a look at what you've done in the last 90 days in your calendar. You write it all down. Now, this Delegate and Elevate tool has four quadrants. 
The lower right-hand side is things that you aren't good at and don't want to do. The left-hand lower side is things that you're good at, but you don't want to do. The upper right quadrant is things that you're good at and you like doing. And the upper left quadrant is things that you're great at and you love doing. Now, the task is to take everything that you've done in the last 90 days, put them in one of those quadrants. Now, what we have found is that most people spend most of their time doing things that they are good at, but they really don't want to do. People have said to them, either inside the business or outside the business, oh, hey, Tom, you you know, I understand you're really great with with computers and our Boy Scout Council really needs some help with computer stuff. Could you join our volunteer staff? Because you're so good at it. And, And, you know, the boys, the boys will really love you for it. They need it so much. Well, we wind up doing things like that all over the place. What we want to do is once we get that that matrix filled in, everything below the line, all the things that we're not good at, don't want to do, might be good at, but don't want to do, those things we're going to delegate to people who are either good at and like or great at and love. Now, when we look at our calendar, how much time we're willing to spend, not, now, it's a challenge for you, Tom, I'm sure. You, you get to say, this is how much time I want to spend in this business. And probably not 120 hours a week, but this is, how much, this, <laughs> this is how much time I really want to spend because I have other passions and my family that I want to spend with. So this is how much, 40 hours, 50 hours, 60, whatever that is, then you can only fill in your calendar 80% of that. Because if you don't, when all of those surprises, <laughs> those fires in the hall, those the places where there's, you know, could I take some time because we really have a problem here? If you don't have that 20%, yeah. you pancake the rest of your day and you don't get done what you said you would get done. So 80%, and, and that means... That means that you're giving people the time. And when you start looking at that, then managers are going to be talked to when people say, wait a minute, if, if your goal for me is that I'm going to do what I love doing with people I love, make a great contribution, be compensated appropriately, and have time left over, you're cutting into my time. And this is so many things pop up. I absolutely agree. This is what I call the Google approach because they have these in the contract, the 80-20 rule, where they work 80% for what they have to do. And mm-hmm. they have 20% time for their own projects right. using the, the company's resources yes. in order to... And look at Gmail. That's one of the projects that just came out of this. And this Amazing. is what I tried to switch as well with the 60% performance increase that I achieved there, that yeah. we are coming to a, in a mode, yeah. a momentum where we can now thrive with our own ideas and follow up optimization projects, things that actually related to the business. Uh And climbing up the ladder, the second thing that came up to mind with what you shared there, climbing up the ladder, I took over, I became a team leader, and then I went to a project meeting and another person working there for 15 years left the job and they told me, okay, you can take this over from him as well. Yeah, I just... wanted to do this. I went into this project meeting sitting there and the project manager said, well, you will do this and you will do this. And that's what this person did before. And this, is... and I said, look, I'm not doing anything of it because <laughs> I see it this way. This is this department, not this person. This is this department. And I tell you exactly why. I would need two weeks to find out the information that this department instantly knows because they are usually responsible for. 
of this. Right. And right. I always provided solutions, not complaining, right? right? So I made a map, I made a work stream where I see the different departments. I brought everybody to a table and then I say, okay, look, this is a repeating project that we do every year, building up production lines actually it was. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And now let's discuss who is responsible for what and not person, but the department. The function, right. actually, the right. function right. of the department. Right, right. So we can replace it with the people later on. And that's what we did. And yes. see there, increased by 40% performance, cross-department work. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If we, I would we, have said yes, it, we it say just, in Germany, in Germany we say, Eierlegende uh, Wollmilchsau. That means uh, a person who is doing everything just because they know they're generalists, they can do everything. Yeah. And they become the person who does it. And when they right. get sick, or anything like this, then they realize the bottlenecks coming up and all this. And right. This is what we really need to avoid. As hard as it sounds, but everybody in the company should become replaceable and will become replaceable if we define the function and what they actually need to do. Doesn't mean that it is they will be easily switched, right? Hmm. It will be there will be friction when they drop out or anything like that. Well, but it will be much more easier for them to identify because that's right. what I said. If I should do this, I can do, but then uh -huh. we update our my job description, right? I have right. goals to fulfill and I will do this, but then we have to define them as well. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. we call that the accountability chart. Yeah. What, what we want to know is we want to know specifically what five, maybe five to seven, but generally what five things does this seat, this box, this role, what are the five things that this role produces for the department, for the company, for the client, whatever it is. But this is, so they know the, the person in that box knows exactly what they are supposed to do, what they're being held accountable for. And, and we build the structure first, people second. Structure yeah. first. We take everybody, we tell them, you know, you don't have a job right now. You're the board. You're putting this together. So we create the structure. We're going to be able to tell everybody exactly what they're responsible for and who they report to. So the communication becomes very open and transparent. We know exactly who to go to and we know exactly what I'm responsible for. So now we have quarterly conversations with everyone who has direct reports. They have a quarterly conversation with all of their direct reports. And, you know, we expect them to be less than, than 15 or 12. This is not going to be 30, 40, 50, but they have a conversation every quarter with their direct reports and they're looking at how are you doing with the five things in your box? How are you doing with that? We're also asking, how are you doing with core values? And then we're asking about how are you doing on the special projects? Those things that we call rocks, these things that get done every, you know, these things that we said we would get done in this 90 days. That's our quarterly conversation. So if somebody knows exactly what they're supposed to be doing, when they come into that quarterly conversation, they already know that they've done a good job and they'll get a good review. Yeah, I could go on and on with this. I mean, now we come into the area of KPIs and I have a saying, KPIs like watermelons on the outside green and the inside red. Oh, There's yes. A lot of things that we could go on. And I think we should certainly have a catch up in another yeah. interview. Excellent. Um, but I appreciate that you took the time being with us, being part of the Paperless Movement membership as well as our valued, verified partner. Thanks for being in the show. Anything well, you want to share with the community before we close the interview? Sure. I want to thank you, Tom, for, 
for your your initiative many years ago for pulling together what we needed to do to make the transition from a lot of paper to being able to carry this around and have everything on it. I mean, I, I literally have my business in my under my arm. And in your iPad, because the podcast users, they don't know <laughs> what you're showing now. It's the iPad. Oh, I'm showing you my iPad. And, you know, it's connected to, I've got a Mac mini here and, you know, two big displays, but it's all connected via Dropbox and, and GoodNotes. And all of that connection means I can literally carry around my business under my arm. Love it. Please remind people that I'm more than delighted to share with them a copy of Abtraction for free. Just send me an email. Tell me you heard it on Paperless Movement and you'll be getting a book. You know, we are worldwide, right? Absolutely. So be prepared for the sending costs. I think stamps.com works worldwide. Good. That's great. Well, I thank you very much. Thank and you. And I'll see you next time. Take Bye. care. Bye-bye.